Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat, cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of The Leo Effects. I hope this day finds you well. Um, today, I'm joined by a guest that you've heard many, many times so far since the new way of doing my videos and things. He's actually an amazing guest. He's done a lot of voiceover stuff, but I'm going to let him tell you about that in a minute. But he introduces himself at the beginning of all my videos now, but I'm going to introduce him one more time. Mr. Roy Worley. Hello, sir. Hello, Ray. How are you? I am very well. Very happy that you're on the show today and I get to talk with you and figure out a little more about you. I'm glad to be here, man. I, I just hope we don't get confused. Our names are so closely uh, similar. <laughs> right, yeah, pretty close. <laughs> yeah. So the first question I usually ask, and you know, we'll, we'll keep things the same, is what do you <clears throat> feel like you may be most known for, or like what is what is it that you do? Well, that's two different questions. I think I'm most known for being a really good granddaddy. There um, you go. <laughs> I've got six grandkids, three boys, three girls. They're, they're the joy and pride of our life, my wife and I, Rebecca. But what I do is what's called uh, voiceover work. It can be also called I'm a voice artist or voiceover artist or voice talent. Um, I do audiobooks, so in that instance, I'm an audiobook producer, narrator. Uh, so a lot of different things. Um, you know, it's one of those things where people, if they've heard a, co a commercial I've done, you know, that, they don't usually think about the guy, but I shouldn't even think about the guy or gal because our our job is to put the spotlight on the product, uh, our clients. Right. And so I've done a few things uh, in a lot of local markets. I've done, you know, uh, television and radio commercials. Uh, last year I did some... Um, radio commercials for a fast food restaurant a chain up in Boston. I've done uh, some some other uh, restaurants. I, I think probably the thing that is more my specialty is doing a southern accent because I am from Memphis, Tennessee originally. So in that vein, um, I've done some restaurants that are barbecue flavored or in the south or in Texas, and I've done um, 12 to 15 audiobooks that required a cowboy. So, oh, nice. and then on hold, 
Yeah, yeah, it's, and, and that's really that's really the most fun of anything that I do. I really enjoy that. I do, as uh, you know, and as your listeners know, some intros for podcasts, and uh, I'm starting to get more of that work. And then one of my biggest clients is a chain of hospitals here in the Midwest, uh, Franciscan Health, and I've done uh, what is called computer-based training or e-learning, where they train their employees uh, about rules and regulations of the hospital and dress codes and all kinds of things like that. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. done some commercials for them, and I mostly what I do now is all their on-hold messaging. So if you were to call there and get, you know, you'd probably not even get put on hold. It'd just go right, right to the message, and you'd hear something like, thank you for calling Franciscan Health, you know, something like that. So, yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm impressed. What do you think well, it was that made you wake up and, and decide to do this one day? I was jobless. <laughs> well, there, that's a good way. <laughs> um, since, uh, all kidding aside, I, I've been in uh, ministry, pastoral ministry and missionary ministry. I'm also fluent in Spanish because we lived in Chile for a while mm-hmm. doing mission work. And um, an assignment that I had here in Illinois, uh, came to an end, and I started looking for what was next and did not want to be in full-time ministry uh, again. I wanted to start a business so that I could be, you know, uh, self-supporting. And um, ever since my voice changed when I was about, I don't know, three or four, uh, people have said, you know, for lack of a better way to describe it, you've got a good voice for radio. And interestingly enough, um, when I graduated from high school in Memphis, Tennessee, I went to the University of Memphis and began majoring in radio, TV, and film. But then after that, became a Christ follower and felt like I was supposed to be in ministry. And so being only 19 or 20 years of age, it never occurred to me that a preacher could use a degree in communication. So I changed majors. And uh, then all these years later, I'm now back in in, um, not necessarily TV and film, Although one of my goals is to narrate documentaries, hopefully this year, and um, so I'm I'm using my voice, and um, it's it's a tool that God has given me, and it's right now putting food on the table. That's great. That's amazing. Just you know, using your voice for the greater good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, um, I've uh, <laughs> I've <clears throat> excuse me, I've done some e-learning for a. Um, a pet store, a national pet store, I won't name it, but it, it it was employee training, and it was very, very interesting, the things you learn. Uh, I was training them how to make the rounds to check on all the animals and what to do if you find some deceased animals of the smaller variety, not necessarily the, the puppies and kittens, mm-hmm. but, you know, your hamsters and turtles and things like that, and I found that very intriguing. Huh. And um, I've also done some e-learning for... Um, Tiffany and Company, the big jeweler uh, in um, in New York, done quite a bit of work for them over a three year period. Nice. So you learn things. Yeah, it's you know it's really a lot of fun. Um, but again, I think the thing that uh, I enjoy the most is narrating uh, cowboy novels, westerns. That's interesting. What what draws you to to the what? I mean, I know you said you're originally from Tennessee. Is that what uh-huh. what draws you to the westerns? Uh, you know, I think it's probably because as a kid, I grew up watching Westerns uh, and Western movies on television and, 
uh, at the drive-in when the family would go to the drive-in, you know, the late 1960s, and you'd, we'd watch John Wayne movies and things like that. Mm-hmm. Then all the reruns across the years. And then um, when I was, tr- the first thing that actually I got a job in, in voiceover, was an audiobook. And they wanted a cowboy accent, and I, I booked it. Um, no pun intended, but I booked the gig. And then after that, I started auditioning <clears throat> for more books on a platform called acx.com. It's owned by uh, Amazon, which also owns audible.com, which is where a lot of audiobooks are sold these days. I gotcha. Yeah, and so um, I found that once I got into that genre, I enjoyed uh, some of the writings. In fact, there's a, a writer that many people might be familiar with named Zane Gray. He was at the turn of the, the previous century. And a lot of his Western novels were actually turned into movies and oh. by in Hollywood in the early days when the Westerns were really popular. And uh, so I, having done those and getting some good reviews, I went on and auditioned. And one of my favorite writers right now is an author named Scott Harris. And boy, Scott's a good writer. I narrated six of his books in a series called um, Kaz Vigilante Hunter. Oh, and okay. uh, they're they're fast paced. They're about this you know really bad hombre who, who's a good guy and he hunts down bad guys and they don't last long. You know that kind of thing. And uh, every book is in a different town, a different city, and um, they're usually uh, they're short reads and they're short listens. They're only about three hours to three and a half hours in length. So. If a person has never listened to audiobooks, they would be good ones to to listen to. That sounds awesome. I'm gonna have to check those out. That that sounds pretty interesting, actually. You know, yeah, it's, it's yeah, always go ahead. good to have fast paced stuff these days. It seems like attention yeah. spans are getting shorter and shorter. Yeah, go ahead and buy all six and help me feed my hungry dog. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, kind of along those lines, I'm curious uh, what what's What's the uh, fuel behind wanting to do documentaries? Well, that's a good question. I listened to and watched a few documentaries, and and I think I can do it. I think that's in my wheelhouse of of my skill set. And, you know, it's like anything else. Uh, When you've got a job, if you're self-employed, you you look for, you know, what what would be your best seller? In our industry, we we call it, uh, what is your money voice? Oh, okay. you know, cowboy novels is, is one thing that I can do well. And I've done some very small uh, documentaries. For instance, if you were to go to the website for the Shenandoah uh, National Park over in Virginia, mm-hmm. I narrated, um, I think it was four or five um, documentary-type videos talking about how the park came about and and all the peace and people in the valley that got displaced and things like that. And it was it's it's a documentary, but it was designed to help educate high school students, and so they live on that website. And that really kind of whet my appetite. I did. Um, there was a German guy who is um, a scientist, young scientist from Germany, that found me on the internet, mm-hmm. and he was doing some research on um, an endangered species frog in South America. And I narrated two documentaries that he did on that frog. So that that really whet wow. my appetite for to answer your question. Oh, that's that's amazing. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> Normally, when yeah, people think of documentary, they think of that, you know, this bird likes to do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Don't give up your day job, Ray. <laughs> so, what do you, you know, speaking of day jobs and and all of that, what would uh, do you think you'd have one piece of just absolutely crucial advice to give to somebody breaking out into this industry? Yeah, just know that it's a lot of work. Um, I know a lot of people get told that they have nice voices, and they probably do. And the thing of it is, is that having a, a good voice, um, it, you know, in a stereotypical sense, um, it, it, it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, really, it's really how you learn how to interpret the written copy in front of you. And it's different for every genre. It's different for commercial, uh, on television. Um, one of my coaches um, in the industry told me, she told me that, you know, really we ought to call it voice under because your voice is under the picture on the screen in television pointing people to the product. Uh-huh. Whereas, in radio, yeah, whereas in radio, you read the copy with a little more oomph and a little more punch because nobody can see you or right. see anything on a screen. And then, um, and even in documentaries. There are different kinds of documentaries. For instance, a nature documentary might have some humorous moments where the fox is bouncing along the top of the snow and does a, a swan dive into the snow to grab a mouse under it, you know, and you, you would uh, treat that with a, a little levity in the way that you read it. And all of these things are learned through experienced coaches. Uh, I've had about five or six different coaches. I've got one right now by the name of Sean Pratt who has narrated over 1,000 audiobooks. Wow! And yeah, he's he's a master, particularly at um, uh, nonfiction, and he has narrated um, so many, so many different books. And so he's got a number of students, and I met with him yesterday, as a matter of fact, on Skype. And uh, he's very thorough; gives us homework we have to complete, and then we go over it. And then he's he has definite goals in mind for us, so that. You know, we can make a living if you if you choose. Uh, some people just all they do is audiobooks, and that's just one of the spokes in in my wheel uh, voiceover that I do. Jeez. But it's a lot of hard work. A person needs to get coaching, then get uh, and that costs money. Mm-hmm. Then invest in a professionally made uh, demo, particularly your commercial demo. And those, if somebody goes to my site, they can see right away, you can click on my demos. One is a commercial demo, one is a narration demo, one is a promo demo, mm-hmm. and so on. And then you have to have a professionally made web page, website, and then you've got to learn the business end of it, not just the narration, because this is a business. Right. And uh, so there, there are some people out there, if anyone's interested, uh, you know, they can shoot me an email and I can um, put them on to some people that I know who are not only accomplished uh, and successful voice actors, but they love to coach. Uh, I don't. I don't <laughs> coach, but uh, I do. It's not that I don't love it. It's just that I, I don't really have the time for it. Right, um, right. So, you know. But, cool. you know, it's, 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 it's very gratifying at times, and sometimes it's dry. And uh, nothing's coming in. But right. that's, that's the way business is. Yeah. Of all of your past projects, do you have one that you think would be that you would say was like your favorite one that you did? Uh, I did a series of 24 videos for Firestone uh, that live online on YouTube, and they featured Mario Andretti. And it was some pretty clever uh, advertising on their part, because the video might start off with um, 
showing uh, Mario Andretti sitting in bed reading paper, reading a paper uh, in a robe, and in, in the, the narration which I got to do said, "Not many people can beat Mario Andretti on a with a steering wheel in their hand." And then it goes on and said, "But maybe you can beat him in squeezing an orange." And then it shows people racing to squeeze orange juice, and if you. <laughs> The whole thing is, is you video yourself doing the same things that Mario was doing on screen and send it in. Maybe you can win something. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, it's crazy stuff like um, wrapping a vacuum cord uh, up after vacuuming and uh, folding bed sheets and things like that. That was crazy. <laughs> That's but that cool. one stands out. Yeah, that, and then I did um, I did a commercial that lives online for uh, Cheez Its, Cheez Its Duos, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, see, and a lot of people are like, man, you know, they've probably been listening all this time going, I really think I know this guy's voice. I've heard him somewhere before. I think you just gave it away. (laughs) Maybe so, maybe so, you never know. So um, one of the things that you and I had talked about when uh, we initially met, um, I kind of want to touch on a little bit, is, you know, you you do audio books, you've done commercials, and, you know, you wanted to do documentaries and things like that. So what about the most common, well, people probably don't even think about it the same as you were saying, but what about doing cartoon work, voicing cartoons? You know, that is, um, that is a very interesting area, very exciting, and, and a, a very popular one. But a lot of things, uh, like, for instance, let's take um, cartoons or what we call is animation. Right. Most of that is done in L.A., and um, they, a lot of times people uh, who hire you to do that want you to come in studio to record with, uh, I think, with other actors, maybe sometimes by yourself. And so I have auditioned for a couple of things. I haven't gotten anything yet, but I'm not really making, making a concerted effort. It's kind of like, you know, I, I need to build a client base in certain areas like, um, phone messaging, or we call it telephony, and I've gotten a good bit of that. Um, I'm building my um, uh, audiobook um, you know, base and portfolio, and I'm improving in that thanks to some good coaching by Sean. And, um, but animation, you know, you pretty much have to live in L.A. to get into that. I actually uh, got some coaching from uh, a guy named Brian Summers, and... Um, he uh, actually was the voiceover in a video game named uh, The Walking Dead and uh, one of the star voices in that. And I've never seen the video game, but uh, apparently he was very successful. And so he gives, uh, he does some coaching. He's, he's out, I think, in San Francisco. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm open to cartoon work, but I think I need to really nail down a few things that I know that I can be successful in before I start spreading my wings in that direction. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And in a situation of uh, a superhero-style animation, uh, would you prefer to be a hero or a villain? Oh, man, either way. But you know what? What's really crazy, and this is, you know, since I am a pastor, it's going to sound weird, but I love doing the evil voices. <laughs> Um, a, an audiobook, one of the first audiobooks I did was an audiobook called Asuan Sword of Fire. And it is um, in the high fantasy genre, meaning that it is Christian based. And the author um, was just, just a phenomenal writer. He's written a trilogy. And I had the privilege of narrating the first one. 
And I did 13 different accents for characters from Italian to German. He had some characters that were giants and they all, you know, one spoke with a German accent and worked with my sound engineer to make it sound like an echoing, booming voice. Yeah. Really, really funny. And just little Arnold Schwarzenegger there. <laughs> and, um, and then, um, in that there was this evil character and I, I tell you, I think maybe because it was a big stretch for me to do it, it is very gratifying, but I enjoyed doing the voice of the, the evil character in that book. That's awesome. And, and, you know, I we talked about it before a little bit, too, that I think everybody kind of likes breaking out of the norm and being that, that imaginary yeah. bad guy once in a while. So, yeah. so absolutely. Definitely fun. Definitely fun. Yeah, you bet. So is there any one particular project that you might really have your eyes on right now? You know, I, I can't give you specifics um, because it, uh, when we do auditions, I have um, a couple of talent agents, mm -hmm. and um, one is in Chicago. Great people at Big Mouth Talent, appropriate for voiceover, right? Big right. Mouth Talent. But they handle on-camera and um, uh, other clients as well. And they've been very good to me in sending a lot of good auditions. I did get one for a radio audition a couple of years back at Christmas time for Sears. Oh, all right. And um, and that was good. But I've auditioned this week for some uh, well-known products that would be national ads that people nationwide would see on television. And um, be because it's in the audition phase, and even if I had, um, let's say if I won the audition, so to speak, and I knew it, and it was going to record this Friday, I still couldn't tell. Right. Because that would kind of ruin the surprise. And, you know, the, the advertisers, rightly so, they want to control uh, how they uh, put things out to the public. Right. Yeah, and that I, makes I, sense. I respect that, yeah. So, but, you know, that that is really, I think, to answer your question, is the dream of every voice talent that uh, auditions for commercials to land that uh, golden goose of... Um, <laughs> Uh, of a national ad because it's it's pretty good pay. I agree. They, they're you know aside from the pay part of it, which you know don't get me wrong, that's always nice. Um, I think a, another big part of it is kind of a little bit of that notoriety. Like yeah, you know I I did that. That was my thing. You know there uh, there are a lot of people out there that will make sure you know what they've done. <laughs> <laughs> Some egos on parade. But I found that, you know, if if I just uh, play my cards close to my vest, and if people ask, I'm sure, you know, I'm glad to tell, I'm glad to share. But uh, I guess because of my upbringing in, uh, in the South and a Christian family, my parents said, man, nobody likes a braggart. Gotcha. And uh, so, you know, we, we tend not to, and I've done a little of that. I'm guilty. Everybody is. But uh, I have to go wash my mouth out afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> with the soap you just did a commercial for, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Not like that. Way to go, Ray. <laughs> oh, man. This is this has been a good time. So, um, you know, we're kind of drawing up to the end here. It's actually been a whole lot of fun. Time's just been blowing by. But, you know, I don't want to run out of time before we get an opportunity for you to tell everybody where to go with like where your social medias are, you can tell them that email because um, you you had mentioned that earlier, and just yeah. you know get your info out there. 
Yeah, I mean, I can uh, certainly, uh, you know, serve your clients and if they have a commercial and a book they've written, they want to potentially be audio book, on-hold messages for small or large businesses. Uh, I've got rates for both. But my website is RoyWorleyVO.com. That's Roy, R-O-Y, Worley, W-O-R-L-E-Y, V-O.com. And um, my email address is Roy at RoyWorleyVO.com. And on the website, you can see all my contact information and, and listen to demos. Um, I'm long overdue to upgrade and update my, uh, my webpage and um, kind of do some rebranding. But it would be a joy to, to work with uh, any of your listeners. Awesome. And, and you're on all the traditional uh, social medias, right? You're on Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah you that. did ask about that. Uh, Roy Worley voiceovers on Facebook. Okay. Uh, I have a uh, Twitter account. Uh, I, I think it's at Roy Worley. I don't, I don't remember. And then I've got an Instagram account. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I got several thousand connections on LinkedIn and have, have gotten some work through there. Recently got some e-learning work through there, um, which was very interesting. It was, um, it was a, a whole segment on training bartenders. About, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, about laws. Uh, you know, if you know somebody's um, overserved, you need to stop serving them. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah, and and a whole lot of other interesting things. So yeah. So since you narrated all of those trainings, that that does that mean that you are also qualified? <laughs> Heavens, no. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness, the, the most complex one I did <clears throat> was for a course called PMP. Uh, training is Project Management Protocol, I think is what it stands for. Okay. And it is, it's an international standard that corporations use um, to take care of uh, projects and stuff. So if uh, a U.S. company goes to, oh, let's say Germany, and they're collaborating, and they both have been trained in the same uh, protocol, then they know how things should function and work. But, dude... It was so complex. My hat's off to the people that, that have um, that capability. Wow. Wow. Well, hopefully one day somebody can you know send me a link to what that would look like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for right this second, you know, I just want to say thank you so much, Roy, for coming on the show. Uh, you've been a fantastic guest. You're very funny. You've got a great voice. You know, it just it worked. You're, you're an amazing guest. Thank you for coming. Well, I really appreciate the opportunity, Ray. Thank you so much. Yeah, and to all the listeners that tuned in, tuned on, clicked it, whatever you did to get here, um, the, in the description of the podcast itself, I post up uh, Roy's website info, so you can always just click on that for quick and easy single-click things. Um, and he does my intro, so that's kind of you know a commercial in its of, of itself right there. You can hear it, what, he, what kind of stuff he does. So yeah, and if and when they reach out to me, please let me know that you heard about me through uh, Ray's podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got to share the love. We all got to band together. We're all a family here. That's right. So thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you later, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages. What an amazing show! 
Thank you for lending an ear and joining us. I'm the host, Ray Rumsey, and if you want to hear more interviews, simply head to anywhere podcasts are heard, Facebook or Twitter, and search The Leo Effects. With an A, not an E. If you'd like to hear me doing silly voices and making a general fool of myself, head over to Shattered Dungeons on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We live stream every Tuesday night. More projects are in the works. For now, stay tuned for more interviews. To book yourself as a guest, you can head to theleoeffects.wixsite.com slash podcast or send me an email at theleoeffects at gmail.com. Remember, this has been The Leo Effects, and great shows require great listeners, just like you. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.